Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Interviews, news, and views. This is State of the Nation with Steve Hook and Brian McClain. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Oh, yes, this is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT. I am Steve Hook, broadcasting live from the Central Jersey Shore. And there's my friend, uh, stage right, uh, from Central Texas. It's Brian Hesher McLean. Hello, Hesh. Good to see you, brother. How hey, are good you? to see you, Steve. Yeah, very well. Thanks for being here with me on uh, today's News Talk. Always appreciate it. Rolling into the show with you, Steve. Yeah, you know it, man. Me too. We have got... Uh, we've got... Uh, We've got a guest coming up here in just a bit, but before we get to that, Hesher, I want you to hear, you know, this story, when I read this story, and it's from our friend Jim Hoff, Joe's brother, over at Gateway Pundit, when I first read this story, I was incensed, and then I started thinking about it, I'm like, you know, this is why uh, conservatives and libertarians can't stand uh, the overreaching left. Get this story, man. A Montana child protective the Montana Child Protective Services medically kidnapped a teen girl to Wyoming for gender affirming care, and the state of Montana has fully revoked parental custody from her parents. In a controversial and heart wrenching case, again, this is Gateway Pundit. Montana's Child Protective Services has been accused of forcibly uh, transporting a 14-year-old girl from her family in Montana to Wyoming for gender transition treatments, uh, leading to a complete revocation of her parents' custody. Uh, It goes on. I mean, this is a rather long-winded article, but there was – I'll just cut to the chase here. Um, it, this is the parents talking. It should be noted that our daughter had only met this child once talking about a girl that she had met at her new school and had told, told this girl that she had just met that she feels like killing herself. And the parents say it should be noted that our daughter had only met this child once face to face several months prior and had only uh, had only had phone conversations with her since we took this threat seriously and spoke to our daughter. However, we knew she was struggling with anxiety since uh, school was about to start on Monday. Uh, She was also very angry with us because we told her that she needed to put in a two week notice for her summer job so she could start focusing on ninth grade. Well, here's what ends up happening. She told this girl, the 14-year-old, told this other girl that she had drank Drano and had taken a bunch of pills. So naturally, this girl flags authorities who then rushed there, removed the girl from the house. Subsequent uh, toxicology reports come back and say, no, she didn't. The hospital found no evidence of drain cleaner and ibuprofen. She said she had taken like a half a bottle of ibuprofen and swallowed it with drain cleaner. So the the hospital says, no, that didn't happen. She was later confirmed negative on all toxicology reports. Despite this, the girl now wished to be called Leo and uses male pronouns, was admitted to the hospital for observation, during which the staff ignored the parents' objections based on their faith and values. So I could continue to read, but you get the gist here, Ash. The state comes in on a false call, takes the girl into the hospital. 
The hospital says, no, she didn't ingest anything. And by the way, call me Leo, the girl says. And now all of a sudden the state has taken the girl. What do you think? Oh, boy, where do you even begin? You know, the the way that, first off, the way the courts are behaving here is um, sort of a mirror image to the way that they treat a lot of fathers in family court. I just want to point that out. You know, it's just something that has become systemic in family courts is um, an attack on men's rights. So, you know, we, we've done a lot of talking about that here in the past. Um, you know, the the whole um, red pill community, very interested in that topic, as many Americans are. And then there's CPS. CPS, my goodness. Uh, I don't remember the name of my guest, but I spoke with a guest on the Brian McLean show <clears throat> sometime back that really broke down uh, CPS, Child Protective Services, and the racket that those people run. Um, it's horrifying. It's disgusting when you really start peeling the layers back and you start really reading all the articles and stories and court cases and um, anecdotal evidence from parents. Uh, if those people knock on your door, do not answer. They are bad. <laughs> you know, I know I'm not trying to paint with too broad of a brush. I know there's well-intentioned employees amongst them, but as a systemic system, uh, it, it is highly, highly connected to systemic human trafficking right here in the United States. We'll just, you know, call a spade a spade. Um, CPS, not an organization to be trusted. And now to see them being, you know, um, used as a weaponized, you know, chunk of the system um to to get into this whole you know mutilating children thing uh in order to quote unquote save them from suicide this is a great example of the links that they will go to to put someone into that system you know there's so we've got a dual system here that's chewing people up you've got cps already dubious already needs to be gotten rid of or completely revamped and now it's being used to push the gender reassignment stuff and to disrupt families that's what this is all about this is about disrupting families making children wards of the state uh you know by by theft you know by by hook and crook and and coercion and theft and you know insert yeah um motive here yeah you know you know and it reminds me of remember when uh well not just hillary clinton obama said it too basically they're not your children they're our children they're all of our children they're yeah. they're the community's children and it takes a village and all of this stuff and while i know because i know people that have worked for uh child services here in the state and uh the two people that i know had nothing but great intentions but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the individuals that work there. We're talking about what it becomes. It becomes a a a a, a bureaucracy that has its tentacles everywhere. And these people have to dot all the I's and cross all the T's. And if there's if this girl says she's a boy, then by state law and by mandate, you must do this. And that these people that may have the best of intentions are following along and they play along right into this. I'm you're right. It's diabolical, man. It is absolutely diabolical. I don't think I guarantee you 98% of the people that work for child protective services, pick your state are probably in it for the right reason, but the bureaucracy and the, the hive mind of that bureaucracy is destroying families. 
And it was designed for all the best reasons. Kids being abused at home. I get that. But this is this is basically saying, you mother, you father, you have no saying in your upbringing of your child. And that's just, that's scary. Yeah, we've seen this over and over again with CPS, too. They knock on the door, and then knock on the door for stupid reasons, you know? Sure, many cases, yeah, there are families out there that need help. There are kids out there that need help, and there's well-intentioned employees amongst them. But... You know, the guest I had was naming names and giving very specific details about events that happened. And it's just shocking in some cases. You know, I don't think uh, in many of probably the blue cities in particular, uh, the municipalities, you know, CPS in those municipalities, uh, I don't see how anyone could be in that system and think they're doing the right thing for a whole career because they just see so much malfeasance, so much abuse, so much tragedy. And yeah, they may not be involved in it. They may be doing their best in that system, but that's got to be a real meat grinder of a career right there, yeah. especially in places where stuff like this is happening now. It's getting worse. I, I would I would absolutely agree with that. And and that and that said, one of my former friends, well, not former friends, still a friend, but former employee is no longer there because it was a meat grinder and it was uh, disheartening. And you always got used to the term, Oh, that one slipped through the cracks. Well, a lot of them slipped through the cracks, by God. And and here's the thing, I think, Hesh, tell me if you agree. We're starting to take the kids' side on everything and believe the kids, the, these uh, child protective services, believe the kids unequivocally. They believe the kid no matter what. And they always default to the kid's position. Now, in the case of a child being abused where you can find bruises and lacerations or some uh, obvious uh, abuse, then I get it. But what about the kid that's just pissed off at his mom or dad that says they, th- they're beating me? Because that happens. And these child protective services always default to the side of the child even when maybe the context is is different than what you would suspect. And that's what happened here, apparently. I mean, here's a girl that says, oh, yeah, I drank Drano. And that's all it took for the state to take the child, even though the child was lying. Now the child insists on being called Leo. Well, we got to take the side of the child again. So the parents have been completely excised from this equation, and I find it abhorrent. And that's why I hate big government. To, to kind of put a cherry on top of it. Yeah, well, you know what? When I was 14, I would have identified as uh, 18-year-old so that I could buy dirty magazines and uh, pistols <laughs> and all this other stuff, you know, and I had to wait till I was 18. Uh, now you can just identify as a cat and they'll bring you a litter box because that's how stupid our country is. Hey, for all the latest community events, rallies, marches, festivals, and fundraisers happening near you, then visit our What's On Events calendar over there at the TNT website, tntradio.live, and stay in touch on TNT. TNT's Pervoye Morich. He details factually how Russia is rolling out the algorithm ghetto. Um, you know, the, the, the multipolar edition of the algorithm ghetto, a prototype of a traffic light that records traffic violations by a pedestrian at a crossing was tested in Moscow. So Russians now, they'll, they'll have a, the government will take a snapshot of their face and then run that through the databases to figure out who is who and then find them, uh, I suppose. Uh, and then, you know, he, he points out that there are a lot of developments now, Moscow 2030, 
it's it's uh they want to make uh moscow achieve smart city status uh and there's just you know you look at the white papers moscow and russia are all in on agenda 2030 smart cities algorithm ghetto digital ids for voy morich on today's news talk tnt radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener what's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it you know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Caution. You are about to, about to hear today's news talk and the voice of freedom. That's what this country is all about. TNT Radio. Something big is brewing here in the United States. It seems to be coalescing right here in my backyard in the United States of Texas. Today, we have a nation divided. You already know this, but quite literally now with 25 U.S. governors announcing support of the stance that's being taken by Texas Governor Greg Abbott with Texas's efforts to take border security out from under the thumb of the federal government and the DHS and into the hands of the state. Now, former President Donald Trump called on governors to use their National Guard soldiers to remove migrants back across the border. His post on Truth Social follows statements from 25 Republican governors supporting the state of Texas's standoff against the Biden administration in Shelby Park in the Eagle Pass sector. Uh, quote, we encourage all willing states to deploy their guards to Texas to prevent the entry of illegals and to remove them back across the border. That's what President Trump wrote. He said, he went on to say, all Americans should support the common sense measures by Texas authorities to protect the safety, security, and sovereignty of Texas and of the American people. End of that quote. Um, this is an intentionally created political flashpoint by Democrats, deep staters, and globalist elements. And it may, <laughs> many say, this has the potential to escalate outside the realms of political flashpoint to full-on national dumpster fire. So joining us now to discuss is the host of the Grassroots Truthcast, our friend Gene Valentino rejoining us. Gene, what do you make of this escalating situation in Eagle Pass? out here in Texas, and how do Trump's comments hit you knowing that half our governors in the Republic are backing the effort? Bravo, Mr. Trump. He's capital, uh, capsulized what um, what we have suspected and now have uh, seen come to fruition, and that's an, an alliance between the states in the absence of leadership at the, at the top. It shows that... Um, Failure to defend the rights of others may result in our rights not being defended. Hey, where have I heard that before? It means that uh, $14 billion to $22 billion spent each year on these on the welfare for these illegal aliens is just the tipping point of the problem of uh, what we're involving ourselves with in the deep state's takeover of this nation. Yes, we have a border under our nose today that has been ignored by the Biden administration and frustrating the rest of America. But what is the hidden agenda that we don't see, Brian? What's going on 
someone tell me why we're making such a diligent effort of ignoring the border, Mr. Biden. Uh, Gene, hi, it's great to see you. Um, I'll tell you what's going on, or at least from my perspective, they're trying to flip Texas blue. They're trying to flip Arizona blue. We notice that the one border state that doesn't get a lot of attention is New Mexico. Guess what? It's blue. So they're dumping all these. I want to read a little passage. I wish I could play this audio bite for you, Gene. But, uh, and maybe we'll have time to talk about the Veep stakes. But uh, as far as who's going to be Trump's pick, well, one of the names that's been bandied about has been uh, Christy Nome. She was on with Dana Bash. You can imagine how this went, but I'll just read you some of it. Uh, Christy Nome takes to CNN airwaves with Dana Bash, and she said, quote, the president can be the one who stands up and shows leadership at this time. Change your policies, build a wall, secure the border, and then let's fix the immigration policy. But we don't have to compromise one to do the other. But then Bash defended Biden. She said, well, Governor, President Biden is negotiating. He didn't want to do any of this. He's negotiating because this is what the Republicans wanted him to do. So again, why not take the W? Why not take the win? And then Noam responded, what has he done? Uh, Gene, that led to about 12 seconds of silence because uh, Dana Bash didn't have an answer. And so Noam gave her the answer. She said, well, Biden has done nothing as far as actual policies and actually using the tools that he already has. I sat two days ago with people that work for him that said this president is tying our hands every day. He does not let us do our job. This president, we work for him. We work for the federal government and we hate it. We hate our jobs and we hate what's happening to this country because he will not keep us safe. And then Dana Bash ignored that and blamed it on Congress. So this is what we're getting. It's a game. And to Dana Bash, the game goes like this. Until Congress passes comprehensive immigration reform, there's no securing the border. And by the way, we need a few billion more for Ukraine. That seems to be their game plan. It's a logical distraction, deflection, and diversion. Hey, Joe Biden reversed success when he came into office in the first days. He doesn't need to wait for any legislative changes on immigration, even though they, we need some, but he doesn't need to wait for them. He can use administrative authority vested in him to seal up that border from stem to stern and to start incarcerating people that deserve to be incarcerated if not turned back to their homeland. We have a national crisis at afoot. Again, Steve, they are distracting us. Christy Nome is, Nome is spot on. Uh, she's probably one of the top four in the presidential VP picks by Mr. Trump. And more importantly, this Dana Bash needs a therapist. Why can't <laughs> she come to the re revelation that this was already in place? It doesn't need to be. No wonder she falls into like deer in the headlights every time someone makes sense in front of her. It's because the truth is we had a secured border. I'm sick. We're beyond reasoning at this point almost. I mean, how many other nations in the world allow 300,000 people to cross over every day and think it's okay? And the average citizen at in the home who's been earnest, loyal, 
uh, law-abiding citizens think they have the think they should step up and use part of their tax dollars to fund this mess. Uh, it, it's 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 it, it's a diversion of our energy and our attention away from their intent. You can't be so. I don't believe you're so stupid. I really believe you're intentionally trying to hurt America, starting with you, Mr. Biden, starting with his cabinet and all of the inner circle around them. I don't know how that dust mop of a uh, of a press secretary thinks she's capable of lying and run and deflecting and um, distracting your attention from his wrongs anymore and be able to get away with it. What say you? I say it's a war crime and they're supporting war crimes when we have 300,000 dead Americans in the last three years because of the chemical assault from their fentanyl. So for for any of those pundits, those MSNBC, CNN, any of those people, even the rhinos on Fox that aren't hitting this the right way and aren't calling the right people to task, they're all running cover for a mass chemical warfare death happening right here in the United States. It's going to be at 400,000 by the end of the year if things don't get worse. Now, Gene, I want to I want you to expand on this idea of blaming it on the 118th because it's ludicrous. And I saw Biden do it himself this morning when he was, I don't know if he was uh, debarking or embarking, either Marine One or Air Force One. I'm not sure which, but it was one of those awkward conversations where he has no handler and he's bumbling around and looking weird and doing the creepy whispers and the yells and everything. I'll tell you what he said on the other side of this headline, Gene, and we'll take your comments. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT. Question. Huh? What are you guys doing today? The news. TNT Radio News. Sounds good. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. A New York Times report citing a classified Israeli government document has alleged the involvement of several United Nations Palestinian Refugee Agency, UNRWA, or UNRWA, employees in the kidnapping of Israelis and assistance to Hamas during the attack on October 7th. Yosef Burrell, the EU's foreign policy chief, has acknowledged the limited impact of Western sanctions intended to support Ukraine and weaken Russia. Are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Do you think we're doing a good job? Then please let us know. Why not leave us a like or a positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab, or Getter? Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Now, Gene, uh, today Biden was asked by one of the reporters there, I'm not sure which one it was, but he was asked if he's done with executive authority everything he can to secure the border before he uh, got on the plane or the jet or the helicopter there. And he said, this is a, a loose quote here, basically to paraphrase, he said, I've done all I can do to secure the border. Give me the power. Give me the border patrol. Give me the judges and the people I need to stop this, make it work, something like that. It started turning into a real marble mouth moment at the end. But Gene, I mean, how disingenuous is that statement coming from the president of the United States? You know, Brian, when you ask me a question like that, it's like throwing a match into the gas tank. You know that, don't you? <laughs> yes. I think you guys, I think you guys are getting off on lighting that match with me every day if we meet. It, but why don't they take a little bit of that six point five million dollars of uh, of Hunter Biden's art to get some of this uh, uh, funding going? I saw the same uh, interview you did, <clears throat> and uh, my only comment is, 
He didn't need to worry about going to Congress for anything when he opened up the border, did he? He did it unilaterally behind the scene. He wasn't, his hand wasn't off the Bible, uh, swearing himself self in before things were being reversed at the border. Who's kidding who here? Why yeah. now is this? There's an attempt in Congress. We've seen it occupying our time in the news about uh, legislation that um, the Senate is trying to, uh, Chuck Schumer is trying to jam down our throats about an acceptability uh, minimum of um, level of acceptability of about 5,000 illegals per day, as opposed to what? How about zero, which is where it was? And when it was at zero, did we need a legislative act? No. We had Joe Biden unilaterally reversing everything good Donald Trump did. And now you're telling me we've got to collaborate and deliberate in Congress to come to some acceptable level. This is a distraction. This is a get your attention. This is diverting you off the, the issue that they had the authority. They have the authority to fix it right now. That's what Christy Nome was saying. She knows firsthand that this can be done unilaterally. We don't need an act of Congress to solve this problem. And then we shift gears in the news to three unfortunate uh, patriots dying in battle over um, over overseas uh, uh, on the issues over there right now. And uh, and and uh, all the people that are only to what seek more money in a congressional bill to amp up an, uh, an action over there against you uh, to su further support Ukraine and Israel, not to mention our counterattack, which will decide when and where and how. But now the uh, Biden's staging a request for money. How much of that money is dropping back into the Biden crime family coffers while we continue to ignore the southern border? You know, Gene, it's it's um, it is maddening. It is a distraction. This is what the, but everything is a distraction for them, isn't it? The second yes. people start get, the the second people start getting wise to what's going on, they distract us with something over here. And look at this shiny object. And you know, we're speaking of that that bash interview with Christy Nome. Uh, the part I didn't mention was the fact that Dana Bash was discussing this very act of Congress that Schumer is trying to get through, and she she voiced she holds it up and says, "Look." You've got some very conservative members of the Senate, including, and this list will just crack you up, including John Cornyn, including Mitch McConnell. She's calling John Cornyn and Mitch McConnell, who by most accounts are swamp creatures, she's saying they are very conservative senators. Well, we know what the hell McConnell and Cornyn want. It's not what Trump wants. It's not that border lockdown tight. And I just think that given what we saw happen, the number one response from voters who came out of the Iowa caucus and the New Hampshire primaries, it was the exact same thing. Immigration, the southern border has to be fixed. And now they're trying to pivot this and say, well, this is the fault of Congress. This is the fault of the Republicans in the House. This is the fault of Trump. This is the fault of MAGA. I just don't see how that how that washes. I don't see how, any, how that plays. It's hard. It's hard, admittedly, Stephen, to keep 100 percent of all of the Americans up to speed on all of these issues that have been commingled and diluted. 
But you are correct. Keep your eye on Senator Rick Scott, not to be confused with Tim Scott. Good guy. Senator Rick Scott from Florida, my my senator here in Florida, done an admirable job. He's got an 11-point success plan on how to protect and revitalize America. It's consistent with um, where Donald Trump is going. Senator Rick Scott was ambushed by Mitch McConnell for his genuine, legitimate desire to want to be considered head of the Senate. Now, uh, the last time I looked, we have ourselves a democracy here, and people can step up and participate and say, hey, I want to run too. Nah, Gene, it's not your turn. Let's let's take a pass. Let's um, We'll vote you down if you run. And that would have been okay. But no, no, not, um, not Mitch McConnell. He had to pull away from Senator Rick Scott certain projects, certain priorities, certain uh, 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 things that he was involved in for the greater good, not just of Florida, but for the United States. And that was because Mr. Mitch McConnell, married to a Chinese shipping magnate in her family, uh, that, that Mitch McConnell has outlived his usefulness. I'm not talking about his health. I don't wish him any harm. But he's outlived his leadership usefulness to the United States Senate, whether he's majority leader or minority leader. We need new leadership. I'd like everybody to keep their eyes on Senator Rick Scott. There you go. <laughs> Outlived it, Gene. My goodness, you're in a kind and forgiving mood today. I'd say that guy <laughs> deserves to be behind bars. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if you include um, uh, uh, how some of these people came into office with nothing and left with several millions of dollars more than you and I could conceive of, at 180000 or 200000 a year, whatever the compensation package is, it doesn't add up to $40 million in four to seven years. That's I'm just having trouble with how they reach yeah. a net worth like that in such a short period of time. I've I think struggling. that's part of my, yeah, I was just going to conclude saying that's part of my Bill of Rights, uh, a mechanism in place to police uh, the bad behavior of self-indulgence. Uh, as elected officials, there will be a price to pay if you abuse your position in Congress. And that's why this kind of uh, amendment to the Constitution won't be passed by these congressmen and women and senators. It'll have to be a convention of states or come from outside uh, the system, just like our states have gathered together now to pr help protect Greg Ab Abbott in Texas. There you go. All right. Well said. And you can find Gene's uh, work and the uh, proposed amendments that he's got over there at his website, genevalentino.com. And of course, the Grassroots Truth Cast with Gene Valentino. Gene, real quick, we got to let you go. But one last question before we let you go. Could this lead to civil war, what we're seeing right here? They're shouting that out in MSNBC right now. It's a little bit inflammatory and premature. I think with stable leadership, we can avoid it just like Trump did. Trump was accused of that behavior too, but he avoided it even with Kim Jong-un. Uh, you got to have stable, solid leadership that knows how to deal in a crisis. And Joe Biden needs to go before the November 2024 election for All just right, that Gene. reason. Thanks, Gene. GeneValentino.com to keep up with Gene and right here at State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT. 
de-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. The trial of Michael Mann and Mark Stein continues. Actually, it's Michael Mann suing Mark Stein and some other people over comments that he was a fraud. And it's very, very interesting when I look at the facts of this. First of all, Dr. Mann would not allow anyone to see his actual work, which is really kind of strange. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, you see me make a forecast, but always display the reasoning and rationale behind it. Always show people what you are up to. And hey, if it doesn't, it doesn't. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's the breaks. So you've got to be suspicious of that. Why won't you show your data? Now, as far as Dr. Mann being a Nobel Prize winner, this is from Geer Lundstedt, director of the Nobel Institute. Michael Mann has never been awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. He did not receive any personal certificate. He has taken the diploma awarded in 2007 to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change and to Al Gore, and has created his own authentic-looking diploma. The text underneath the diploma is entirely his own, and the diploma that the IPCC got has really nothing to do with what Michael Mann got. So what he did was, he got this piece of paper and literally created his own award. Now, I happen to be a volunteer strength and nutrition advisor for the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club here at Penn State. We have a couple of gold medalists. And a couple of those gold medalists I talk to about nutrition and training. Does that make me a gold medalist? If I were to say, hey, I'm a gold medalist in the Olympics, am I a fraud? <laughs> you make the decision. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. When the world's endangered animals need help most, when their lives are at greatest risk, when they would otherwise be lost, the International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. But the danger to animals the world over is growing and the need for your help has never been more urgent. On land, you'll help stop poachers from threatening and killing elephants and big cats for the illegal wildlife trade. In the oceans, you'll help rescue dolphins, whales, and seals from deadly hazards. And you'll help rescue, rehabilitate, and release vulnerable animals when disasters strike. Here at home and around the world, we can't do this work without you. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. The conversation continues with Brian McLean and Steve Hook at State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, welcome back to State of the Nation. We're very happy to welcome our buddy and our co-worker and uh, the host of The Reckoning with Timothy Shea. It is Timothy Shea. Hello, Timothy Shea. How are you, man? Good to Hello, see you. Hello, lads. Good to see you. How are you guys? Very good, well. good, good. Um, what's on what's on your uh, mind these days, man? Chicken plants in Texas, maybe. You know, I really don't like being proven right most of the time. It, it's not something I relish. But I said six years ago on a Facebook live stream, I called them commiecrats. I said they hate you, they hate me, they hate America, and and literally every single thing they've been doing has been a direct frontal assault on the American people. We now have another food processing plant, this time a chicken plant in Bryan, Texas, up in flames. We've had 
meatpacking plants had Cessnas crash into them and mysterious fires at other food processing plants. This is like the 35th or 40th food processing plant that has been shut down due to catastrophic event in the, just the last three years. Goodness gracious. It's absolutely amazing. You know, um, Bryan, Texas is not far from where I'm at, and I'm sitting here looking at video of the Inferno, and I'm not being um, hyperbolic here. This is right. a massive fire, a huge blaze. It was at the Feathercrest Farms in Bryan, Texas. They even spell Brian right. How sweet is that? Uh, but massive, massive flames. I mean, the whole giant complex just erupting in flames. And, you know, Timothy, we were talking uh, before you came on in the back room there. I, I was, I'm seeing tweets saying that there are uh, like four other events like this. I've been trying to verify them all morning here, and I can't really tell if it's four, four chicken farms here in Texas over a period of time or if there's other ones happening right now too but this takes me back to what happened in um east palestine well uh, east palestine east palestine definitely with the chemicals but they killed a hundred thousand turkeys right before christmas so all of, or right before thanksgiving so all of a sudden thanksgiving turkeys this year were way more yeah. expensive they've hit chicken plants processing plants they've hit uh, beef processing plants they've hit pork processing plants i mean it, it, this is a direct frontal assault on us as a people and you know they're going after the farms they want to push the farmers off the farms just let bill gates and the chinese do our farming for us thank you and push everybody into cities and luckily though luckily they always overplay their hand and they're doing it globally this isn't just here in america right so we had truckers up in in canada and they've had their uh, the Canadian government has had its wings clipped by the uh, courts up there. Trudeau has been found to have violated the law uh, several times with debanking the truckers, debanking the people that donated to the truckers, etc. Over in Europe, we've got the French farmers, and God love the French farmers. I don't know if you guys have much agricultural experience, but I live in the middle of, middle of horse country and dairy country here in upstate New York, and liquid manure. It, 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 it's a substance that until you've smelled it, you've never smelled anything quite like it. And so they pulled up a massive liquid manure truck and with a big spray nozzle and they sprayed down. I don't know if it was the mayor of Paris or if it was the Elysium Palace with uh, the French prime minister, but one of the government buildings, they just sprayed the thing down with liquid manure. It's like, oh, that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> now, Timothy, wow. let me let me just let me just weigh in here for a sec because first of all, this fire is absolutely massive. That it cannot be overstated. It says uh firefighters on the ground are now predicting this this fire will burn for days. So that'll yeah. that gives you some indication. Fried chicken is on the menu for Bryan, Texas, apparently. Uh, but this thing is huge. But you you say they hit, they hit. Do you think that I mean I know what obviously you're alluding to the fact that this may have been an intentional arson look one or two food processing plants have a lot of uh they use oh in, in chicken plants i worked with a chicken plant that was down in the delmarva peninsula 20 years ago and one of the things they do is they uh when they kill chickens the way they do it and in a, in a, like at purdue this was a purdue facility what they do is they take the chickens and they put their feet in the clips and they're upside down and they go past a circular saw and they're beheaded 
and then they're they're bled out because they're upside down. That's why they're upside down to bleed them out. And then they go through defeathering and everything else. And there's a lot of bacteria around chicken, especially farm-raised chicken. And so what they do is all the water that they use, all the spray water, they purify it uh, th first through rough filtration, running it through a filter to get all the feathers and, and stuff out. But, but they end up uh, sanitizing it by using ozone. Ozone is O3. It's a, up in the ozone layer and it's a disinfectant down here on earth, but it's also toxic down here on earth and it's extremely flammable. So is that what caught fire? Potentially. Grain elevators often have fires because that grain dust can, can combust. So things do happen, right? I'm not saying that just because it's a food processing plant, it's suspicious. What's suspicious is the pattern the distribution, the timing of these accidents. Are all of them accidents? We had at least two, and I think three plants had small planes flown into them. Others had various explosions and fires. Others had outbreaks of some mysterious disease that nobody could identify, but we had to kill the 100,000 uh, turkeys. It, it's just the pattern, yeah, it's the just volume, too much. and the distribution, the fact that it's both... Uh, poultry uh, meat and pork poultry beef and pork that it's around the country uh it's just too much it's too much to be a coincidence you know pretty soon you got to start adding up the odds and we're getting into the one trillion to one range here yeah it's like where's where's the colombo moment where like we start looking at this sort of holistically where where are the investigations you know because it's not like there's no motive for this because the globalist idea, the UN sustainability creatures, the Green New Deal creatures, the WEF ghouls, they want us to eat bugs. They mm -hmm. want us to eat slime. They want us to eat kibble, dog food, fake meat, uh, things squirted out of odd printers that nobody really understands to look like meat. And somehow they're buying up all the farmland. I mean, we're talking about Bill Gates being the number one farmland owner here in the United States. He's pushing the eat the bugs thing. Uh, and then we got China buying up a whole bunch of farmland here. And then you look at the overregulation that's placed on our heritage farmers here in the United States. You look at the way their, their lands have just been abused. They've had to deal with BLM. They've had to deal with FDA. They've had to deal with all this overregulation, and then they can't even sell their farms. You can't buy a combine for less than a million dollars, I think. So it's not like you can just say, I think I'm gonna be a farmer today. It's like you either have to be a giant corporation or someone inheriting um, you know, family land, heritage land. It's really the only way to even do it anymore. But even then you can't do it because FDA went on to a beef cattle farmer's land and destroyed all of his uh, butchered beef because he didn't say, mother may I, he didn't apply for a USDA stamp of approval on his butchering facility. And not only wouldn't they let him sell it to his neighbors, they wouldn't let it, him eat it himself. They had to destroy it. Now, there was no need. This isn't science. There was no practical reason for any of this other than sheer brute force by a government that doesn't want to be told no. And this isn't anything new, guys. We have case law going back into the 30s and 40s where farmers aren't permitted to grow wheat on their own land 
under a cockamamie interstate commerce theory, the Supreme Court ruled, because because he was eating his own wheat on his own land, he therefore wasn't buying flour at the supermarket, and thus him growing wheat for his own consumption on his own land was interfering with interstate commerce. Yeah, that, that's an infamous case. Yeah, that's an infamous case, and that's and, and that's a case that's always pointed to, and they keep, can keep going back to it. And you're right, that was back in the 30s. So, yeah. you know, Timothy, this it strikes me that this is one of these situations that's only going to be, and this is why it's so frustrating, it's only going to be fixed with a new administration and a new ideology that's looking at this, and then we've got to defend that every four years. Because yeah, they are see, never, they are never going to go back on this. They are going to, that's what they're like rust. I said, they never sleep. This push for this total control is, uh, it's a 24 uh, seven uh, passion project for them. Yeah. I mean, even if we're lucky enough to get Donald Trump and then somebody, let's say he picks Josh Hawley or JD Vance or someone as his heir apparent vice president who not only can do things as vice president, but can take over the reins for another eight years. Let's say we get, 12 years of solid uh, America first, and we have both the House and the Senate to get the agenda passed, and it's actually America first people in the House and Senate so that they don't Paul Ryan him uh, like what happened in the first term, right? That's still only a Band-Aid. What we need is to permanently permanently reduce the size of our federal government by 50 to 60%. And I'm not joking about that, 50 to 60%. Look at the Constitution. Everything that's in there, let it continue. Everything that's not in there, let's strip it away. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, it's like we're so far down the rabbit hole here. It's been going on for so long. I mean, think back to 20, what was that, 2014, we had armed BLM snipers training their, their sniper rifles on people that you know the bundies the bundies and the people that showed up well um, and then the oregon state police yeah and then the oregon state police ended up killing uh the man who was trying to surrender to them and by the way we should we should we should we should we should just point out that when hesh mentioned for our listeners and viewers out there when hesh mentions blm he's not talking about black lives matter this is a bureau of land management land management (laughs) yeah bureau of land management look at that get that clear and look at a map. The federal government owns about 60% of the Western United States. It's it's out of control, absolutely out of control. But uh, one thing, there is some light on the horizon. I'm hoping that it's the uh, pre-dawn. I'm hoping it's the sun rising. Keep an eye on the Supreme Court case that's coming out with regard to deference against uh, deference to the executive branch. There's a, a case that's being decided now in the uh, rule, it's from a previous case that said that the uh, Congress can defer to the administration because that's where the experts are, so they can listen to what the experts, and they could just delegate the authority to the experts, and by uh, rule and regulation, the executive branch can set all these parameters. And there's a case challenging that now, saying, no, that the proper it's the proper role of the legislature to do this. So if that case goes the way we hope, that is going to be one of the biggest uh rebuffs to the executive branch this you know the last hundred years well god i hope it does because they're not only abusing 
not only is BLM a problem and uh, the EPA obviously is a problem. Hell, we could go right on down the list. The IRS, uh, that's being weaponized in a big, big way. That's no secret. Yeah, why uh, does EPA the, have so many? FC, why does FCC? EPA have so many firearms and in, 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 in rounds of ammunition? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That's a good yeah, question. Social Security too. What's Social Security doing with a right. giant ammunition budget? What's IRS exactly. doing? And, and with you're it? exactly right. FCC. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. No, the FCC too. I was about to say they're they're weaponizing that now as well. So this is. I mean, I, I don't know that we have ever been on the precipice. Uh, we've been close to it before, but we've never been on the preface uh, of uh, of of full blown tyranny the way we are now this is authoritarian top-down tyranny and they're no longer afraid to, to to but they won't call it that but that's what it is they're showing you they're showing us their hand it's a make or break election that's why i'm really worried about the turning point usa study that came out that said there's 4.5 million disaffected republicans those republicans need to get over their butt hurt and get out and and vote and vote for here Trump. here yeah, yeah, vote for Trump. Well, goodness gracious, Timothy, I wish we had about another 45 minutes. Unfortunately, we don't. Uh, but uh, anyway, by the way, you can catch Timothy uh, Shea and his wonderful show, The Reckoning. It is such a great show, Timothy. Congratulations on it. Thank you. Uh, right here. And give us the times again so all of our uh, viewers can take note and and. and well, Watch. currently we are at 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then, of course, when we set the clocks ahead, it'll be 7 to 8 again. Oh, God, don't confuse me. Anyway, thank you, Timothy. There you go. Check out The Reckoning on TNT with our buddy, Timothy Shea. I'm Steve Hook. He's Brian Hesher McLean. We'll see you again on State of the Nation. We'll do it all over again tomorrow on today's News Talk TNT.